Welcome to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. My name is Chris Arkand, and I'm here with my friend Mandy. Hey, I'm Mandy Moore, and I'm here with my friend Chris Sexton. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my friend Josh. This is Josh Pitts. I'm here with my friend Allison. Hello, I'm Allison McMillan, and today we have Nicholas Means joining us. So Nick Means loves nothing more than a story of engineering triumph, except maybe a story of engineering disaster. When he's not stuck in a Wikipedia loop reading about plane crashes, he spends his days as the as an engineering manager, senior engineering manager at GitHub, working on security and compliance tooling for our users. He's also a co-host of the Managing Up podcast, a show about leadership leading and managing in the world of technology. He works remotely from Austin, Texas, and spends most of his spare time hanging out with his wife and kids, going for runs, or trying to brew the perfect cup of coffee. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for having me. I am not drinking the perfect cup of coffee right now. I'm drinking very stale coffee. I'm sad to report. I offered to make my husband a cup of instant coffee. He was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to make coffee before my next meeting. I said, I can make you a cup of instant coffee, and he just gave me a look. I've... I've I've been in the UK enough recently to make peace with the idea of instant coffee, something I never thought I would do in my life. That doesn't uh, even make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Today, with Nick as a, as a senior engineering manager, we wanted to chat a little bit about sort of parents and teams and being a, a manager with parents on your team, etc. So, Nick, do you want to do you want to kick us off? Do you have parents on your team? How have you approached? folks with kids on your team? I mean, I do have parents on my team. I have several of them. I am also a parent on my team. And so, you know, a lot of it starts with thinking about the things that I value as a parent and uh, sort of the work flexibility and the ability to duck out and get my kids from school when I need to or take them to a doctor's appointment. And so um, sort of where all of this starts for me is treating the folks on my team the way that I want to be treated as a parent. And to support the needs that they have uh, in taking care of their kiddos and working with their partners to take care of their kiddos. Yeah, absolutely. I am also a manager and I've, I've found similar, right? Like as a manager, also setting that example. So saying to my team, like, hey, I'm going to be late tomorrow or I'm going to be out for an hour or two in the morning because my son has a preschool thing or, you know, because x y or z is happening so i found it's really important to also set that example so that other folks with children feel like they can they can also take the take the time that they need and also don't feel like they have to i've done this myself and i've had folks do this where they're like well i have to be out for an hour or two because of a pediatrician appointment or because of a school play or whatever but don't worry i will log back on after they're in bed and i'll do a few hours of work and for for me like i i have said that and i have done that and it is always refreshing when i have a a manager who's like no no you don't like just just take the take the hour like you don't have to feel like like you it balances out overall you don't you shouldn't feel like you have to then log on again you know after after they're in bed or after the other responsibilities of the day and make sure that you're sort of like clocking those hours i as you do manage in a remote context and one of my favorite things about being a manager of a distributed team 
is you sort of get rid of that button seat crutch for evaluating how productive people are done or are, are, are being. And you really have to evaluate their job performance based on the work that they actually do. And I find that that's really empowering for being able to give people that flexibility and go, yeah, go, go take the hour. You've, you've done plenty of work this week. I'm, I'm very familiar with the value that you bring to this team. And I don't need two hours from you tonight after your kids are in bed to prove that. I totally respect that so much. And then on the flip side, like not only is it awesome that you can have that trust because it's all built on a relationship of trust, right? To be able to to let someone, you know, oh yeah, of course you can go do that thing in the afternoon and you don't have to like clock hours later for it. On the flip side, it's also true when a parent, as a parent, like you need to be flexible about like, okay, I really need to take like a lot of time and I would almost rather work in the evening or whatever, which I know is almost like the opposite of what a lot of people do, but I actually find that having that trust in to be able to, regardless of when I get it done, like I, as an adult, as an engineer can choose when I want to get something done and having that trust in my manager that it's not about when I clock those hours or how many hours or whatever is awesome. I love that flexibility. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those, I, I've heard a number of people say, you know, don't like as a manager, don't log back on at night and send emails and do other things. Cause it sets the tone of, you know, you're expected to work around the clock. Um, and I get that. But I also, <laughs> as, as a parent that needs to leave every day at three o'clock, I, I need a lot back on because I need to get some stuff done. And, and kind of conveying that, no, it's fine. When, when works best for my schedule or my family's schedule is, is, is what's expected. And you're allowed to do that too. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think it's just about setting expectations with your team. I think on on the team that I work with, uh, that is where it's all at is being able to say like, hey, I'm going to be online tonight. But like, know that that is not a, you know, you constantly see people like being clear with the rest of the team that like that is a choice that I'm making for whatever reasons. And I'm not I'm not actually like overworking or burning the midnight oil or or anything like that. You're talking exactly. about e you're talking about emails. One thing that we do at HashiCorp here that I really like, I, sh I shouldn't say we, not everyone does this, but I know a lot of people do, is there are some mail clients that actually allow you to send emails at a certain time. So like if you wanted to work a little bit on the weekend or whatever crap like that because you you really need that time and didn't doing the, during the week or whatever, you can actually like write something out and say like, but don't send this until 9 a.m. on Monday or something like that so that you don't have that sort of like... I do that all the time. Yeah, I, li yeah, I lie to my team exactly. about when I'm working because I want to make it look like it's during normal hours. <laughs> That's actually the first time I've heard of that feature being used for good. I'm also familiar with that feature, but I work at a place where it was used to set to make it look like your emails were being sent like later in the evening. So everyone was like, oh, he's really working oh. late. Don't oh, do that. Oh, no, that's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think this brings up an interesting point of conversation between the ideas of work-life balance and work-life integration. And I, I've sort of found myself gravitating more towards the, liking the idea of integration lately because, you know, it lets you be more free to work your work rhythm in into your life in a way that makes sense. And when you've got kids, that's a really important thing to be able to do. Uh, I really like the terminology work-life balance versus work-life integration. I like that. Yeah. I wonder if there are other things like besides, so we talked about sort of like scheduling and flexibility. You know, we talked about setting an example curious if there are other things that like for those of us who manage people or for those of us who are who are on teams like specific things that 
being a parent sort of builds into the how you improve the culture of your team by being a parent or by thinking about considerations like that. I feel like just running a meeting benefits from the presence of at least one parent. I, I, I feel like since I become a parent, I, I have a higher tolerance for like just letting people like recognizing when we're getting off track versus when someone really needs to say something. And just, I, I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm parenting or chaperoning meetings. And I have noticed on teams that I've worked at that have more parents, there's that kind of, I don't know, like there, there's like a calmness, I think to some things that, because as a parent, you, you are dealing with so much at home that work almost becomes like a getaway in some it, in some sense of the word. I was going to say a calmness because working is so much easier than parenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all, all the time. Like, and actually, it was one of the things that I, I thought talk to with the, the CEO here, who, you know, is also a parent. And <laughs> we'll joke about we work a full time job before we get into the office in the morning. And and having to balance and, and need all of those things is, is exhausting. I'm like, thank God I can just sit down and like deal with work stuff for a change. It would be great. I think one thing that I've done as a manager also is recognize sort of helping people make sure that they're making time and space for themselves. Uh, and granted, like I'm pretty I'm pretty bad at self-care, but I'm really good at helping other people recognize like when they need self-care, when they should take take some time. Uh, and I mean, I'm fortunate to work at a place where there is where there is unlimited PTO. But sometimes that's because as a parent, you you end up having to take more days off of work for I mean, any number of of things. And one of the things that people don't often realize is that they need to take time off of work to like recharge and relax. And that's not that's not a vacation with your kids. That's not like necessarily going somewhere or doing something specific. It's like you need to take a day or two where everyone else is taken care of and you just like do whatever thing you want to do. And that's that's a thing that I think that managers who who aren't parents don't, you're like, oh, you've taken enough PTO this year, but it's like, okay, but how much of that PTO is actually like, it actually time off, right? And so that's often a conversation that I have with parents when we're just talking about, you know, time off or if they're feeling tired or whatever. Oftentimes I'll say like, okay, well, when's the time, when's the last time you took a day off or a few days off where you weren't also taking care of your, you know, family, children, et cetera. Yeah, I forget. For, go ahead. I said, I forget where I picked this idi- idiom up, but one of the things I've heard a lot recently is that, you know, a lot of people get to go on vacations, but parents don't, they just get to go on trips. And I think sort of that sort of captures what you're saying here, Allison is, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to take care of these little people in our lives. So that's interesting. I, I have not, I had not ever thought of that. And I would imagine that, especially for parents, it's much more inclined to reserve all of that for, you know, <laughs> as a service to the family. Is that, do you just, handle that by sitting people down and explaining to them that this is important or is there they're more to convincing people to do these things i could see it being a hard sell 
I don't actually think, I mean, it's easier when you have unlimited, like unlimited PTO, but it's actually not a hard sell because usually the conversation comes when somebody's sort of like, you can tell that they're a little off or that they're, you know, you can sort of, they've been working really hard. You can see that they're tired. You know, as a manager, I feel like I usually know, you know, even if the last time this person took a week off, like I usually know if it was for like a family trip or like what it was you know, what the context of their of their PTO request was. Um, and so honestly, usually when I talk to people, it's just it's just a matter. Sometimes I have to say, like, if you were to take a day off that was just you, like, what would you do? And like, you know, the, the sparkle shines in their eyes as they envision all of the different things that they might do. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> with a day to themselves. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll be like this one time I took a day off and I went to a movie at 11 o'clock in the morning and they're like, what? So, you know, sometimes you sort of like just ask the question of like, well, what are some of the things that you wish you could do that you haven't been able to do that might be really that might fill your cup that might feel really good that would only be possible with a recharging day that you take off of work usually that's enough of a sell to 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 get it over that line of hesitation so i think that's interesting because it like i actually had experience where i was noticing one parents was taking things I, I don't know, too seriously. Uh, and it was like, it, there was, you know, some sort of emergency, this thing was top priority. And I think in general, the the parents were, would double down and, 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 and make it in their head a more important thing than it is to, you know, the business <laughs> and had to explain like, no, 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 this is top priority. When you're working, you should work on this. Don't work on other things, but it doesn't supersede you know, family obligations and work hours or anything like that. Like you need to, you need to stop and take care of your family. This is not that important. And, and had someone go, Oh, you know, like, Oh, thank you for saying that because just it assumed they needed to ignore everything and work on it. And I was like, please work on it. it. It is an emergency, but it is not a, my kids don't get dinner emergency. So as an engineer here in the room, I have to ask all the, all the managers here, like, is it, a very common conversation that you have with your direct reports about this sort of topic, like, hey, I noticed you've been really stressed out. Have you considered taking some time off, et cetera, et cetera? And like, have you had, can you recount any, you know, generally, any times that that's been really successful that like, oh yeah, that worked out really well or? Um, I mean, I can, I can jump in. I think... I don't have to have the conversation super frequently, but I, I also will say that I am especially attuned to it with the with the parents on my team. And I will say that, I don't know if this makes a difference, but I have managed a number of people with younger children. And so I feel like I'm like extra, extra, you know, attuned, attuned to that. So I would say that I haven't had the conversation it's not like I've had the conversation with every single parent that I've ever managed, but at least 50% of them. And sometimes it's not like an immediate, like take a day tomorrow or next week, but sometimes it just sort of plants a seed. And within a week, I'll like see a PTO request for, you know, 
a couple a couple weeks from that from them for a day or two and I always try to sort of like applaud that or you know cheer it on or be like oh saw your request I'm so like I'm so excited for you you'll have to tell me what you decided to do with your day sort of sort of thing but and I I do find that it I do find that it helps I mean I think that sometimes as parents like we don't we don't even fully realize how tired we are because I mean, for myself, I feel like I'm just constantly in go mode. It's just a matter of like what, what I'm going on, but I'm always in, in go mode for something. And so sometimes when I take that break, I'm just like, wow, I was like, I just Netflixed all day because I was like really tired, like much more tired than, and I needed that break, like even more than I knew I needed that break. Isn't that crazy how it works out? Th- oh, go ahead. go ahead, Chris. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I do think it, it fits pretty well into the normal, like, one-on-one conversation, which is the, like, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, it, you know, looks like you might be a little more stressed or, you know, something along those lines. And that, I, I don't even know that that's specific to parents. It's just parents tend to be... You know, they're they're more likely to be oversubscribed or 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 pushing through out of habit more than anything else. So I'm wondering, I'm the only parent on my team, <laughs> so I'm wondering how somebody who would happen to be in the situation like I am would approach their boss or manager and be like, you know, I need some time off. I need time with my kids and like have them understand and come from like a place of empathy, like approaching them and being like, like, well, you don't have, like, I I don't want to come off like, oh, you don't have kids. So you don't know what it's like. You know what I mean? So like, how would you like approach your team and be like, to like have them kind of understand like that you do have this little human that you're in charge with or in charge of. And that sometimes they don't really recognize or understand how hard it is. Apparently that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's one of those, you know, culturally, at least, you know, working in, in tech in the way we do, a lot of people get it, even if, if they don't, but I know historically that was not the case. It was very much assumed that, you know, the, the cool tech company and you'd need to, you're going to be putting in 16 hour days, which that just doesn't, it's not going to work. And, you know, hopefully if there's, you know, a layer of trust, you, you speak with the, you know, set the expectations and the understanding so that they're not surprised and that might just go smoothly. But if it doesn't, then it's going to be having to work from work from there and, and adjust accordingly. So it's, it's definitely as a manager, you get lots of excuses for lots of different things. And you'll and then some of them are 100 percent totally valid uh and then sometimes you get folks on your team that they're not or you don't feel like they are and you you need to sit down and go through those and figure out what's going on Uh, sometimes it's something bigger or sometimes it's you know communication is just poor or we're too distracted to think we should have spent the time explaining things so yeah i don't i don't know that there's a a clear path that i would take I think a lot of it has to do with time zone issues, too, because 
I'm on the East Coast and the rest of my team is on the West Coast. So like no matter what, like it seems like every night when I go to cook dinner at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, that's when things start to pop off. Oh, I've been there too. You should oh, yeah, I totally understand. In, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, cause it, it's all, and, and I don't think they are doing it to be malicious, but I'm like, can you like not calculate that it's three hours later where Mandy is and she's like making dinner for her kid and <laughs> like, yeah, I had I had this problem. I was working with all of my peer managers and our manager were all West Coast. And I'm the same, right? Like that 5 to 8 p.m. is the busiest time. It's pickup, it's dinner, it's bedtime. Like it is just a really, really busy time. Um, but it's like 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. West Coast time. And so mm-hmm. what was happening was like that was their prime time for having like were having conversations because they had, you know, gotten through all their morning stuff. And then, you know, they were talking about stuff. And by the time I like jumped on at eight to like answer some things, it was already 5 p.m. So like or 5 or 530. So like, you know, they will have logged off. And yeah. then by the time we get to the next morning, like it's already so far from there, like from there for their next morning, it was already so far from their mind. And so I had to like, it was something that I brought up in one of our, in one of our meetings and I was like, Hey, I, I feel really stressed and I'm torn between giving my family what they really need and the time that I really should be theirs versus like wanting to be a part of these conversations, making sure that my opinions are heard, making sure that my thoughts are considered and also being like a very helpful, helpful part of the team. And so we sort of came up with like a, in a way, like a contract where like they explicitly said, like, it is okay if you do not weigh in. And also we're like, and we promise to like read and respond to your comments in the morning sort of thing, which worked better, right? Like it was still, I had to like set the boundary of like, I literally had to keep my phone in like a different room. Otherwise I was like, just really like, oh my God, I need to like jump into this conversation real quick. But, you know, and they kept their part of like, making sure that they would go back in the morning and, you know, emoji react or like rebring up the conversation or, or we wouldn't, sometimes the conversation would like start, be discussed and come to a conclusion before I would even weigh in. And so they also agreed to sort of wait to come to like a final conclusion or decision until like they had a chance to like weigh in on my comments the next, like the next morning. So, yeah. Mandy, are are the rest of your team, are they co-located or are they all remote as well? Well, t- <laughs> sorry, I'm on a team of four and so it's a really small team. So the two found like the founder, the CEO and the CTO both live in San Francisco. <laughs> no, uh, they both live in San Francisco. And then the other developer lives in Brazil. But I think that's still Pacific time. So, yeah, it just exacerbates the the issue if if it's a different time zone and you have to deal with kid stuff and they're all co-located and have like very high fidelity communication. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely dealt with this on my team. We were time zone distributed. So we have people on the West Coast of the United States all the way over to uh, Israel and Ukraine are our farthest eastern time zones. So. Everyone is in a different time zone, but they're kind of located in pockets. And 
we as a team, this isn't like directly related to parenting, although we do have parents on our team, but we had to have a conversation as a team about are we, do we, is synchronous communication like our preferred mode or is asynchronous communication our preferred mode? And for our team, it was it was easy for us to say, well, it wasn't easy. It's not easy at all. But it was clear that we had to favor asynchronous communication as our default because we just we have like maybe a half hour of overlap between anybody on our team. But it seems like that's a conversation that a lot of teams don't have. I think I think a lot of teams are remote, but they're still synchronous. Like you're not located in the same physical spot but the idea is that anybody can jump on slack and get somebody at a moment's notice and i think that's a that's a conversation teams have to have like hey we all have lives going on maybe you're a parent maybe you're not but you know think about do we are are we structuring things so that you expect a response immediately or can we structure our work so that we you don't need a response this second or sometimes just knowing, yes, I've seen your request and I will respond to it in the next day can start to like reframe your work experience about always like, yes, you're remote, but you feel chained to your computer and you feel like this responsibility to respond immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that's that's definitely a conversation we've had and we do favor asynchronous communication. We put everything in base camp, like everything so if there are conversations being had, like, you know, you can go back and, and, and look. And I like I'm, I'm just playing, you know, my team's actually really great. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here for, you know, other people who might not, you know, have be in the situation where, you know, I am and and, and that kind of yeah. thing. So let, don't don't get me wrong. Like my my team's actually really great. But. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a challenge and and yeah, being comfortable being able to talk to them about that was one of the big things that I did, you know, when I started with them. I I had the conversation like you realize I'm on the East Coast, you realize I'm a parent, but it just it, it's just funny because I it, it just never fails that as soon as I walk into the kitchen I hear a ping. <laughs> but they don't, they they don't expect me to come right back, but I still get that anxiety like oh my god what do they say what so like I put that pressure on myself to be so like I've started putting my computer on mute when I walk away so that I I don't hear that and I don't feel the need to run into the other room and be like oh what's happening you know and from a from a manager's perspective one of the things that I find myself doing constantly is providing reassurance that that is okay especially to parents that when when you step away from work for the day it's okay to be done and that's that's one of the most important things I think that managers can do to help support the parents on their teams is is make that explicit versus because I think I, I think we all have that tinge of once we step away and things are still happening, there's a fear of missing out. There's a fear that we'll be perceived of not carrying our weight if we don't respond to those things. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my fear, too. And so as, as a manager, if there's, if there's something that I can do that will help take some of that burden off of the, the parents and really everybody on the team, then that's part of my job. My manager specifically, you know, ch chimes in in a threaded message or whatever, whenever he gets to it, he's out in Australia, actually, that whenever he's like, and whenever anyone is like, oh, I need to, I need to take some time right now that he always responds and says like, that's great. 
do that sort of thing. And it's it's kind of you mentioned how important that is. I'll say from the engineering side or from the the IC side, that is very reassuring to have a manager like confirm that they've seen it, that like that's totally fine and and do what you need to do. I mean, it also goes back to what Allison was saying earlier about making sure you're modeling that behavior as well. I mean, I spent the whole day yesterday with the Slack status of sick kid at home sporadically unavailable. And I actually wasn't all that unavailable, it, it turned out. But I was glad that I had that Slack status because it lets the folks on my team know that that's okay. Totally. Have you, like, I wanted to ask if you've, if you've managed teams in non-remote situations. It seems like so much of this is is awesome for remote workers. And I'm wondering if you have any experience or any ideas about if you're on a non-remote team, because I, I hear that lament from my friends that are are working in person quite often. Most of my management career has actually been distributed teams. I've been distributed for the past 10 years. I've managed some folks that were co-located, but I managed them not from the same room they were sitting in. I'm curious kind of what specifically, from the folks you've talked to, what are, what are the differences that they notice? So a lot of what I've heard, I've also worked remotely like last decade. So it's always this conversation like you go to a place to work. I don't understand. But, you know, they've my my friends that, you know, do work in person and have they've talked about how like, oh, you have a, it's hard. Like you just mentioned, you had a status, a select status of a sick kid. But you were kind of available and you were sort of able to be there. And if you work in person that can be difficult you especially if you're working in a scenario where you you know everybody works in the office maybe you're not using slack as much if you're not at work you're kind of out just totally and that's that's a frustration i've heard from some of my friends that are parents that work in tech but they work in person they're like yeah we have slack and i can catch up on email but i just you know we don't have a remote work area so i feel like i'm kind of i'm cutting myself off every time i'm out for a sick child or a school event and that's there's an inflexibility of scheduling and 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 personal calendaring i think that comes with having a child that maybe colleagues that don't have children they're they're a little more flexible yeah sure i can work later oh sure i can come in early so I do work in a, in a primarily co-located company. We have a couple of remote engineers, but most of the company is all out of one office. And it definitely adds some complexity. And it's kind of like the, the folks on the team that are remote that have kids. They can, nobody knows they're stopping to take care of them because they continue to contribute and they are doing what they need to get done. Um, but, you know, I don't have leadership or other teams saying, hey, why is so-and-so not here? And that that definitely a source of frustration and almost more for managing outward to set expectations with other parts of the team. It's just, no, no you, you, don't, you don't need to worry about those sorts of things. Or, or even as like the manager, it's, it's uh, going around and, and repeating myself a lot saying, you know, so-and-so is fantastic. They, they're doing a great job. And I can't believe they're juggling all these other things just so that other people in the, in the company are aware that that's like a thing that's going on and that, oh, I think these people are doing well because otherwise they draw their own conclusions of, ah, they're never in here. And that can kind of be short-circuited so we can set the right expectations. Yeah, I mean, something that I just want to sort of mention briefly is that I do... 
I do think that there's still a little bit of a double standard here for moms versus dads or, or women versus men. Like, so I know that for myself, like I'm very comfortable telling my team that, you know, I'll be out for a little bit or, you know, or whatever. But I know people actually put like family time and stuff like on their calendar, like on their work calendar to make sure that they're that they're not disrupted or that they're not disturbed during that during that time. That is something that I unless I'm like truly unavailable for a family thing, I just it's not a thing that I put on my calendar. And I think that it's because I think that when you see that time on a on a dad's calendar, often the reaction is like, oh, that's so good. Like he's taking that he's he's like making sure to like block off that time and he's taking that time. And I think that sometimes if you see that time on a woman's calendar, it's like, oh, look at her with that hard stop. So there 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 she goes again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like I've had to juggle some of that stuff with my wife and I. Both, both working where um, I'll wind up having to do some of those things because she has the burden of having to manage all of that and setting those expectations um, because otherwise people will jump to that conclusion. And let me just add that it's even harder when you're the single parent because you don't have any other help. And that's part of the reason I feel like my daughter misses out on, like she's not enrolled in any sports now because I'm like, driving back and forth to drop her off here and there it stresses me out because like you know not having that help is like really hard i don't understand how it could be done (laughs) honestly honestly, (laughs) i'm I'm impressed anybody is fed (sighs) no doubt so this topic of supporting the parents on your team as a manager uh, is near and dear to me, given that I'm still a relatively new parent with an almost three-year-old, and very topical given that I have another one on the way within the next month, at least at the time of this recording. So one topic I'd like to bring up is parental leave specifically, and how, as managers, do you support new parents going on parental leave, taking several weeks off, and like helping them get back up to speed when they return, et cetera, anything like that? One thing that I always make sure, so I've found, especially with men, especially with first-time parents, because it's sort of the norm in this country to take two weeks, I've found that a lot of men going on parental leave will say to me, like, okay, my plan is to take two weeks, and I always say back to them, great, I'm going to assume that you're going to take more time than that. It like touch base with me after about a week and a half and let me know if you'd like some additional time. I think every single time somebody has gone on leave, especially with the first, after that like week and a half, they've been like, yeah, I'm going to need some extra time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oops. But because I like, I say it from like when they tell me what their plan is, I always say like, great check in with me, you know, a couple of days before you're supposed to come back with work. And just so you know, I'm planning for you to be out longer than that in case you need that time. It's already worked into my plan. It's already worked into like how I'm going to manage the team, et cetera. So if they say like, actually, I do really want that extra time they're They don't feel like they're letting the team down. Like I've already told them that I've allocated for them not and I've even said like, even if you come back, I you're not going to be at 100%. So I'm not I'm not anticipating the same 
velocity, the same pace, the same brain function. Like I sort of lay those things out immediately so that like, honestly, when it does happen, they don't feel like they're failing me as their manager or the rest of their team, et cetera, because it's like, very said, like, look, these things might happen. Yeah, I think that's the critical bit is is taking that burden of responsibility off somebody's shoulders, right? Because um, I, most of the people on my team that have gone on parental leave have had an attitude of, okay, well, we've got this major deadline coming up. Do, do you need me to come back to help the team hit that deadline? And the answer to that is, it wouldn't matter if I did. It's it's your parental leave to take, and it's my job to make sure that you get that time with your family and that, that your family has you there for that critical adjustment period as you learn to have this new kiddo in your lives. So that, that's the thing You're that I focus so on. You're going to be so out of it. So out of it, it would have made it later anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one other critical point that I want to bring up on this topic specifically is uh, Tara Feener, who is a senior director of engineering at Vimeo, did a fantastic talk at Lead Dev Austin a few weeks back. And one of the points that she made is that our, our job supporting new parents doesn't start when the kiddo's born. It starts when somebody decides to have a kid. She shared a little bit about her journey with miscarriage. And, and that's something that I've navigated with folks on my team a couple of times as well. So I think it's important for us to acknowledge that it's not just the leave. It's it's the entire process of conceiving and, and having a baby that we need to be supportive of. Absolutely. Well, that and the, the Mandy's point of single parents. Uh, I actually have two engineers on my team that are parents of twins. And that's a <laughs> I have so much more respect for parents of twins after seeing this kind of you know, secondhand and all of the problems that they have to go with. So there, there's a lot of layers there that, you know, I didn't even realize could be a thing. All right. Should we, how do folks feel about moving on to Genius Fails? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I didn't have anything to comment on that because I was, when I had my daughter, I was on unemployment. So that really didn't apply. I didn't work for like two years. Uh -uh. All right, so this is the point of our show where we talk about our genius fail moments. So um, these are times that we, in the last couple of weeks, have been had our genius moments, have done something that's worked out really well or that's been really amazing, or fail moments, which are things that maybe have not gone quite as anticipated. Does anyone want to kick us off? I can Let go. Let me go because... Oh. Go, oh, well, I need first. to drop off, so if you don't mind, I'll go real quick. <laughs> I, have yeah, a, I, I have a fairly, I have a fairly short fail. So um, my kids are, uh, I think, a little older than, than most of the folks. And my 13-year-old turned to me, and she was working on some homework, and she wanted to know. She was, how do you spell drop? She's like, is it with a J or with a G? And I, I looked at her and said, no, it's D R O P. <laughs> Wh which letters do you think were a J or a <laughs> nice. G? <laughs> like, not not bad for a middle school kid. <laughs> Wait, did you figure out where she thought, like, what her... I never did. No, because at that point, oh. she realized that, like, she made a silly mistake and then got embarrassed and then immediately wanted to make the whole <laughs> conversation go away. <laughs> I mean, clearly you haven't seen my spelling skills, Chris. So. <laughs> That's what I... I Just saying. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a fail in my book. <laughs> um, this is what computers are for. Computers are for correcting my spelling. <laughs> I can go next. So this actually just happened last night. And my spouse was like, oh, you have to talk about this on the podcast right after it happened. So I can't exactly remember how 
it happened. But our our daughter is 12, going on like 21, and she we've we've been kind of meaning to have like the first talk about sex with her for a while and it sort of just came up last night there was a sleepover scenario that we were kind of like oh I don't know if this is appropriate we should talk to the other parents I don't know what this means and I was like well we we really should just have a conversation with Evie about this that's my daughter's name Evelyn we should have a conversation with her about this sooner rather than later and my husband's like yes I totally agree and so then she happened to be walking by the door to our bedroom I was like Evie get in here I want to talk to you about something and I just launched into it like just deployed all NPR approved parental talking points just laid it down and she was like okay I just was coming in to ask if I could have some ice cream. So can I have some ice cream? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, She's like, okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> so I guess genius. I, I, I had first sex talk with Evie. Fail is that um, just make sure your child's actually like in a mood to like be receptive to it. And don't, maybe not just hit them up at 830 on a Wednesday night because it's good for your schedule. <laughs> I have, I have a genius. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's actually like a really small thing, but it's a big deal for me. So I, so at the time of this recording, we are just past Thanksgiving. And for me, actually Thanksgiving has, I just have a bad association with it. There have been some not great things that have, that have happened around Thanksgiving for me. And as my children get older, like the last, couple of years we just haven't really done anything and it hasn't really been like we've been invited to a friend's house it just hasn't been a big deal it hasn't really been something that I've had to think about much and I sort of struggled this year with how the idea of wanting needing I don't know wanting to have make make sure that my children have good memories around Thanksgiving or positive associations and not necessarily like make them have bad associations because I have bad associations. But it's it's like a challenging holiday for me to to sort of work through. Anyway, so just doing something really low key and I was like struggling with it a bit and I texted my neighbor across the street who has kids that are like basically the same age as my kids and it turned out that they also like weren't really doing anything and we're just doing something super low-key and so we decided to do something just like really chill together so like I made the turkey and they did sort of all the made turkey and dessert and they did like all the sides we went over there and you know the kids were at the table for like a hot second before going and playing but it was really it was great like it to me it felt like I did something that I didn't have to like really stress out about or put like too much sort of like brain space into while also giving my children a chance to like play with friends and have this really sort of fun positive association with Thanksgiving so a genius for figuring something out nice nice that's good so i've got a super short one only half sort of related i guess i've had this thing where i 
So we have a in-home nanny that takes care of my son during the afternoon. And then around like 3.30 some days, 4 o'clock or so, uh, I get done with work. And then I take over until my wife gets home and then we have dinner and go on with our evening. But it was a really bad one one afternoon a couple of days ago where I was supposed to be done with work at 3.30 and... I didn't even know I was so zoned in on what I was doing that I didn't even notice that there was a text message that came in from the nanny who didn't want to disturb me, obviously closed away my office uh, saying like, hey, are we, are, am I, can I still go here at 3.30? And I basically made her wait for a good like 40 minutes until <laughs> my wife showed up at home and came to the door and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just totally messed it up. And it just, uh, it kills me to to be that sort of uh, irresponsible, uh, not keeping track of my time and not hearing notifications go off on my, on my screen as I'm sitting here staring at it, typing in code. Well, for me, I don't know if it's genius or fail, but on a whim, I decided to get a puppy. And it's been a kind of cool experience because... Like, I think I'm pretty much done having kids, so I'm not really going to experience all that kind of stuff again. And, you know, obviously the first my my pregnancy with my daughter was just complete hell. So it's it's fun that my daughter and I, she's 10, are like raising this puppy together. Like, it's been so much fun. Like, we've been taking him everywhere. He's a golden retriever. So we're going to put, you know, water train him so we can swim in the river. And he's already playing fetch. And he's going potty outside like a good boy. And it's just a really special experience for me because I didn't have that happy, healthy baby experience. And I know it's like having a puppy is a lot easier than having a baby probably I mean I was still get up in the middle of the night (laughs) out and stuff and and yeah that but yeah it's just been a really really great experience like my daughter gets home from school and she kind of takes over and she plays with the puppy and takes him for walks and it's just it's it's nice that we're doing this together and I think we're gonna raise a really fun boy that is awesome to hear so for me, it's a, it's a bit of both. We were coming off of the Thanksgiving break on Monday, and uh, my wife was out at, at an event, so I had both of the kiddos by myself and got my daughter to bed and was just in the process of getting my, my son moving that direction. He is nine in third grade. That's the year that, at least around here, that you start really learning how to deal with homework and you have homework every day to do. Me and my wife had both forgotten about the homework. We're totally out of rhythm because of the Thanksgiving break. And right as we're getting ready to start the bedtime routine with my son, he's like, oh my gosh, I have homework I have to do, which for him to remember this, this, that's, that's a big parenting win for us because we've been working all year on that. But he starts doing his homework and it takes him forever to do the homework. And so the fail part of it is I look up next thing I know, I'm, I'm kind of tired myself and not paying as close of attention as I should be. It's 10 o'clock and he's not in bed yet. Oh, oh no. (laughs) So we got the homework done. But we were a little tired the next day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Goodness. I feel like most teachers have to expect most children to be a little bit of a disaster after Thanksgiving break, though. We like we we need to have a teacher on this show because I have so many questions for teachers. <laughs> no, I I looked up the other night and it was eleven thirty, and my daughter was still. I was like, oh no! I was like, why didn't you say anything? She's like. Because I didn't feel like going to bed. 
You didn't well, say I had to go to bed. Why would I go to bed? I, I was just like, totally engrossed in what I was doing. So, yeah, it happens. Same. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to find you on the Internet, where where's a good place for them to look? Uh, Twitter's probably the best place and means. I've also done, you know, a lot of the engineering fail and engineering triumph is a reference to some of the conference speaking I've done. So you can look for some of my talks on YouTube as well. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. And thank you so much for listening to Parent Driven Development. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions that you'd like us to chat about on air, please email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com or find us on Twitter at, at parentdrivendev. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We're patreon.com slash parentdrivendev or rate us on iTunes. Thanks. <laughs>